Welcome to the Expert Ownership Podcast, where we launch faith-filled entrepreneurs into greater freedom and success. But you know what? It's more than that. We want to help you thrive in the midst of today's cancel culture. Our goal is to raise up workplace warriors who will stand for what they believe in, whatever the cost. You can find out more by visiting expertownership.com. But without further ado, here we go. I've been really, really feeling it. Got a bus to move or a show. Let me get it. So we're talking increasing margin in your life today because people need it. Anxiety, depression, all kinds of stuff. And and we're operating so fast at such a high speed that we were just not created to operate quite this fast. Yeah. Hey, do you think people know the difference between our voices? Yeah, because you're an idiot. <laughs> that doesn't have anything to do with my voice. All right, right now in your car, wherever you are, who's this talking? Right now, me, me. Who's this? Me, me. Okay, how about now? Who's this? Huh? They, they don't know. Yeah. And know. How do you not know? Okay, okay so no, I, I do think most of you can figure it out because Jason has a little more of a velvety, baritone, deep awesomeness to it. David's is a little higher, like he's wearing tighter underwear. Okay, come on. That's <clears throat> ridiculous. Okay, let's go. Let's go. We're talking about margin, <laughs> not tight underwear. Yeah, but we're having fun. Okay, so let me give you a few notes on margin. One of the best teachings I've heard on margin, honestly, came from a pastor named Andy Stanley, mm-hmm. and he he's a great teacher. Um, but I, uh, So I've got a lot of stuff from him, but then just in researching and, and thinking about margin in my own life and, and David's life and then thinking about our business and, and how we've run it and, and having all the kids that we've had, margin is a huge thing. And so if you don't have good margin then everything falls apart. So let me give you some definitions real quick. Margin is the space between your load and your limits. That's what Stanley said. It's the space between your load and your limits. It makes sense to you, right? Like just think about your, your current load and your current limits. And, and when that space is good, you're safe. But when that space is thin, you're not safe. You're actually in big danger. I'll give you an example David and I, this past weekend, were speaking, and we were MCs at the Life Surge event. And so we speak at those. You guys should go to lifesurge.com, and you can see whatever schedule the Life Surge is on. So we've got speakers like Tim Tebow and Willie Robertson and musicians like Chris Tomlin and Mav City and Taya Smith and, and then Priscilla Shire and Nick Vujic, So and Auntie Ann from Auntie Ann's Pretzels. All of us get together. Uh, and Life Surge puts us on stage. And so David and I are the MCs, and we do our little speaking. And typically the stages are pretty high. Like they're, they're up there, like, I don't know, five or six feet high. And when David and I are talking, like this past time, we have this little green X right on the stage that basically tells us where we should stand. Well, that green X is about three feet from the edge. If we move in front of that green X, it's fine, you know, a foot. You move two feet, you know, now you're only one foot away from the edge. And then if we take one more step and we're right on the edge of that stage, now all of a sudden we're not thinking about speaking. We're thinking about not dying. We're thinking about not falling off and hurting ourselves, right? Because there's no margin. There has to be margin. So if there was no margin between me and David speaking on that stage and the end of the stage, we wouldn't be thinking about speaking. We'd be thinking about not falling. You follow me? 
That's why margin is so incredibly important is that you've got to expand that space so that you can do the thing that God has called you to do. Now, you have to increase margin in your life in order for you to accomplish what it is that God wants you to accomplish. And, and we're talking about this in the context of work and business. So when you want to increase your margin, like, so let me, let me get a raise of hands to my, to my virtual audience right now. How many of you right now, whether you're driving your car, mowing your lawn, or whatever it is that you're doing, you're sitting in your office, how many of you right now want more margin in your life? Raise your hand. Okay. Yes. How many of you right now are feeling the pressure of that decreased margin? You got too many, too many obligations, too much stuff to do, too much pressure, too, too little time to do it, and you're feeling that pressure. Okay. Now, this is important because we're going to talk about pressure here in a second and how that comes in and relates with margin. But let me just stop and tell you something as business owners as entrepreneurs, as people in the marketplace. To increase margin, you first have to determine what you value most. Do you value standard of living or quality of life? So when it comes to work, when it comes to making money, what do you value most? Standard of living or quality of life? Standard of living, you know what this is. Standard of living's most, most valued possession is money. So do you have to make a ton of money so that you can increase your standard of living and keep up with all the other people that you always and it, were cool and includes a lot of stuff generally, or a lot yeah. of trips, or whatever it may be. And stuff and stuff and trips are not bad, right? It's just how much of it do you need? But stuff also increases headache. So if you want a lot of stuff, you can get a lot of stuff, but you're going to get the headaches that goes along with the stuff. And there's nothing wrong with that, especially if you're like some friends that we stayed with when we were playing professional baseball, where we stayed on Hobe Sound in Jupiter, Florida, where they had several yachts one of them was big enough where they had a crew of three people that managed the yacht so he had a lot of stuff but he didn't have headaches with that stuff because he had a crew to take care of the stuff well that's a different level but so uh, standard of living values money quality of life values time david and i knew right from the jump that when we first started our business that we valued time more just because we wanted freedom and for most entrepreneurs in all honesty that's what it is you do value time more than money because you just want freedom. So right. if you find yourself coveting someone's stuff, first of all, it's not good to covet. But second, the easy way to reframe is say, he may have the stuff, but I've got the time. Yeah, and and he's got the headache. I don't. It's like the person that's driving the, the well, I don't even know the names of the car, Lamborghini, Lamborghini Aston Martin, yeah. whatever. Yeah, well, you can't park in normal parking spaces. You know, it's like, so you have a headache. That, that we don't have. You're worried about people actually dinging your door. Now, I don't want anybody dinging my door, but you, you, you see what I'm saying. The headache comes along with the stuff. So quality of life values time. Standard of living values money. Now, you can increase your standard of living through debt, but you can only increase your quality of life through discipline. So you, it's, it, we're talking disciplines here. So how are we going to increase our margin when we're looking at go? You, yeah, I just want to say me. something real quick. Yeah, I was just looking at you a little bit odd. Like, are you going to let me get in or not? You know, the standard of living when you want stuff. And again, I can't say it enough. Stuff's okay. But when stuff is your primary goal and when you have to increase your standard of, you'll utilize debt and sometimes not even debt. You'll just utilize all your money and you'll have all the stuff, but you're running razor thin margins. Yeah. And not only are your finances running on razor thin margins, but you do not realize it, but subconsciously, the pressure that's building subconsciously is running razor thin margins as well. 
Yeah. And, and that will eventually start to activate the adrenal gland and you'll get adrenal fatigue, the whole nine yards. But so what Jason and I have seen is that when you have the discipline to go after time and now you're valuing time or relationships over the stuff. So the quality of your life matters more than the standard of your living. And you can, of course, have both. But when you really put quality of life over the top of it and you have some discipline, you're, you, you actually will not only mental and emotional and relational margin, you'll have more financial margin because you're, yeah. you're not tapping into more debt because you got to get yeah. more stuff. You're not spending all of your money because you got to have that extra pair of shoes. you got to have that extra car. you got to have that extra house or whatever it may be. Yes. And so now without proper margin, though, I want you to follow this. Pressure increases as time decreases. Okay? If you don't have proper margin, the space between your load and your limits, pressure is going to increase as time decreases. Okay? And what this leads to is anxiety. So just think about this. The the you you do pressure is a good thing, but you've got to know that there are three levels of pressure. Level 1 pressure is all about your responsibilities. Okay, this is the daily pressure that you should feel to, I, if you don't work, you don't eat. That's a biblical thing. Yeah, God gave Adam pressure in the garden. He said, cultivate the garden, yeah, work. subdue and fill the earth, name the animals, right? It, this, is, this is all part of his work, and that's the good pressure. Level one pressure is something that you feel daily, and, and it's like tire pressure. You know, the pressure in, in the tires of my truck, so long as there's pressure there, we're good. I can, I can drive, but... If I release all that pressure out of the tire, then I can't drive. I can't drive the truck. So there are folks out there that don't even want level one pressure. Level one pressure you're supposed to have. And they even they even think in retirement, I'm like, I'm gonna deflate my tires. And that's why a lot of people that act like that, they die quick. They die. Or they die or or they live a miserable existence. It's like, no, 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 no. Retirement should be re-tire. Keep yeah. the pressure on just in a new context. Yes, and that type of pressure is a privilege, okay, to where you get an opportunity to work. So it reminds me of, and I'm going to share this at our live stream. If you guys aren't tuning into our live streams every Thursday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern, we're live on our at Ben and Brothers socials. But next week I'm going to talk about Jesus going into the pool of Bethesda, and he uh, sees one guy who's been crippled for 38 years, and, and he looks at him, and he, the dude's laying on his mat, and the first thing Jesus says is, do you want to get well? You think, well, of course he wants to get well. You know, he hadn't been able to walk for 38 years. But what Jesus is basically saying is, hey, are you identifying with your sickness? Because right now you've got no pressure to work. You've got no pressure to provide for your own, you know, food. You rely on the donations of other people. So I need to ask you first, are you willing to not identify by your sickness, and you're willing to actually get up and work? Because if I heal you, you're going to be expected to work. And do you want that kind of pressure? So the first, that's level one pressure is tied to your responsibilities, and it's something we should feel daily. Level two pressure is tied to an event, and it's only something that we should feel momentary. Like, I've got to take a test. i got to give a speech. I need to land this client. I, land I have this to client. have a critical conversation. Yeah, or you're a 15-year-old, and you just got your license, and this is your first time behind the wheel. Like... That's level two pressure. Like the, the, the stakes are a little higher right now. Now, this should just be momentary. This shouldn't be something that lasts forever. And you've got to learn how to deal with that type of pressure. Again, pressure is a privilege. You know, for that quarterback, you know, who's now uh, a, a freshman in college, and this is his first game, and he just got tapped by the coach. And the coach says, get in the game. And now he's running out there on the field. Now, 
level one pressure, which were his daily responsibilities of making sure that he was at the workouts and being the backup and all that kind of stuff, all of a sudden in that moment goes to level two. Okay, but now here's where the danger comes. Level three pressure is about emergencies, and, and this should only be very rare. That's somebody just broke into my house, and I'm hearing the alarm go off. Or you're a parent, and you hear the scream. Our yeah. kids scream all the time, but then there's the scream, and mm-hmm. boom, your adrenaline is completely dropped because you know someone is in big trouble. That's level three and level three pressures, that, that, that's where you go into fight or flight mode. That's where your body is releasing adrenaline and cortisol. Adrenaline rushes to the organs that you need to, to give them energy. Cortisol rushes to the organs that you don't need to turn them off in that moment. Like when, when adrenaline is, is kicking, your cortisol tells your digestive system, hey, stop working real quick because all that energy that you were using to digest the food, we need it over here to get you running you know, or to get you fighting. So that's adrenaline dropping. And, and, and so what happens is, here's the problem. If your margin isn't good, if you don't have good margin and you're just running ragged, then levels two and three bleed into level one. Like now all of a sudden... You're constantly feeling your heart racing and, and your hands tingling because you, you constantly feel like you're about to stand up in front of an audience and, and speak to a million people about photosynthesis and your nervous is all get out. And really all you have to do is go to church. And now you're thinking, what? what's going on? All I need to do is like go to church and I just I feel this anxiety coming over or, or you feel that or, or, or you feel that level three pressure in a situation that just doesn't make sense to you right? It's because there's no margin in your life and your body is barking at you. Your body is trying to talk to you and telling you, Hey, I'm speaking. You need more margin in your life. I I need you to fix this. So how how does this happen? How does a, how does level three migrate into levels two and one or levels two and three migrate into level one to a point where we become anxious? And and I, I, I look at this through a little analogy that i thought of called compaction you know like you think about like out at a, a junkyard when they've got these old cars they've got this machine that compacts the cars where they can put it there's several different types of machines the one i'm thinking about specifically is where the car kind of gets pulled into this machine and it it's got compaction from the bottom up and the compaction from the top down where it's literally going to flatten the car and, and that that downward pressure you got downward pressure and upward pressure. Downward pressure is external. Upward pressure is internal when it comes to us and we're feeling pressure. That downward pressure is external. It's the expectations of other people. It's some traumatic event that we've experienced in our past and whatever that trauma could be tied to, but it has anything to do with an experience that's outside of ourself that our body remembers. So you, your, your dad may have been somebody that always put downward pressure on you to get really good grades, but you weren't the greatest student. Now, all of a sudden, you're, you're, you have your own job. You're out of school. You're out of your, your, your dad may even be dead at this point, but you constantly feel this downward pressure from your boss, even though your boss is a really good dude and has never once required, you know, it, it doesn't care about how smart you are, just cares that the job is done. But you're feeling this inordinate amount of downward pressure. Well, that's attached to what you felt with your dad, right? So you were feeling that, and now your body has remembered it. So that's downward pressure. It's external. Then you've got upward pressure. Well, that's internal. That's your inner critic. 
That's uh, like feelings of guilt. That's like, so I'm a, I'm a one on the Enneagram. This is Jason. I'm a one on an Enneagram, which means I typically would wake up feeling a deficit like, oh, shoot, I should have woken up 20 minutes earlier. I could have spent more time in the Bible or whatever, because I'm just naturally a one on the Enneagram, which means that you're kind of a moral perfectionist. And so I have to be careful because if I listen to that inner critic inside, you know, or those feelings of guilt, like I can't help that particular person. I really wish I could. Now I feel guilty that I can't. If if you listen to that voice too much, what it does is it steals away margin in your own brain. It steals it away and you can't breathe. So the, the question is, what do we do about all of this? Because if you're not careful by giving yourself a healthy level of margin, you will crash. You will feel anxiety. And anxiety is at an all-time high where people are feeling anxious and jittery and nervous in situations where they ought not to. A buddy of mine would feel it when he would go to church, and, and all of a sudden he realized he had, he had kind of like social anxiety, and, and he had to figure out what it was, and it was tied to the fact that he was working too hard. And so now his, his brain is basically short-circuiting, and when he's getting around people, his brain is going into level three pressure when in reality, he's just in level one. And it's the same thing that mainstream media try, deliberately tries to do is to keep that pressure constant. It's that outward, downward pressure from an external series of events that we cannot control. You literally feel out of control and yet, oh, no, this, this, that, and the other, social unrest, this person, that person. I mean, and it's just, it's so overwhelming that it just brings that downward pressure. Not We already are dealing with our upward pressure from the inside of our own selves based on our own experiences. But then that downward pressure of something that's outside ourselves, especially in mainstream media. So I would say fast mainstream media. Now don't ignore what's happening in, in the world so that we as Christians can engage, but we certainly can't just sit there and keep a steady diet of that stuff all the time, especially social media. Think of that downward pressure, the external, then the upward pressure, which is the internal, that internal critic. You think about the number of young girls that are struggling with depression right now because mostly it's young girls that live on Instagram. And what are they looking at? They're looking at perfect bodies. They're looking at perfect smiles and great hair and all that stuff. And their internal critic, their inner critic is going, you're not that pretty. She's got the best life. You don't, right? And it's just, and it's literally flattening them. So, and, and it's, it's very important. So the question is, how do we get out? Because I felt this, David's felt this, but how do we get out of it? Well, we we just like if you're going to go on a trip, you got to have a GPS. Well, for dealing with margin in your life, you need a GPR. You need gratitude, pace, and rest. It's got to start with gratitude. There is a great verse, Philippians four six four six. It says, "Don't be anxious for anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God, and the peace of God will." will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. It starts with gratitude. Start out by saying, God, okay, now I'm feeling the pinch, and I don't want to feel the pinch, but I want to thank you that I'm feeling the pinch because if I didn't feel this pinch, then I wouldn't be making decisions to change, right? So you're going to start with gratitude. Gratitude is always the best place to start. In Psalm 100, it says, enter my gates with thanksgiving and my courts with praise. If you want the presence of God, it starts with gratitude. It starts with thanksgiving. What gratitude does is releases dopamine and oxytocin. As I've said before, dopamine, the feel good, 
chemical, oxytocin, the bonding chemical. So you need gratitude in your heart. You want some margin? You need gratitude. Start with gratitude. Second is pace. Now, this is important. This is where you can get into some practical stuff. You've got to look at the responsibilities that you have in your life, specifically with your own family. Because when we're talking about pace, we're talking about, um, and I know Eric will get mad at us for saying work-life balance because he says there's really no balance in that. You just got to be smart with it. But, but it is kind of a work-life balance thing. With pace, you look at the people that you're responsible for and you pace your life around them. Don't look at all the goals that you have in life and pace them around that, right? So you look at your people. So if your kids are younger, well, then you pace yourself so that you can be at their soccer games. You know, now that our kids are getting older, David and I have a little more discretionary time in our day. We can do certain things. We can travel out and go speak on a Saturday now because most of our kids are busy on Saturdays anyway. So we can do But when our kids were young. We couldn't do that because we were coaching the teams. So you, you've got to pace yourself and just know that if you don't pace yourself, it's like somebody telling you, you need to run 10 miles and you sprint the first 400 meters. It's like, you're, you're done. You're done. You're toast. You're done. You can't, you just, you pace always means go slower than what you feel like you can do in that moment. And even it's called the Christian walk. It's not the called the Christian run or the Christian sprint. It's called the Christian walk. Yep. That's right. So pace is all about going slower than you can do in that moment. So go slower than you think you need to go. Okay. Build slow. So it's pace. And thirdly, it's rest. It's experiencing Sabbath. Now in the old Testament, Sabbath was about a day. In the New Testament, Sabbath is about a man. Sabbath is Jesus. We find our rest in him. That when you work, and you work with a heart to please the Lord, and you're doing it as if Jesus himself gave you the job, and he's doing it right there with you, you're resting while you're working, right? Because you're working out of a heart of gratitude. That's rest. But physically, in the Old Testament, it was a day where they would have to take a whole day off. What we see in the Old Testament points to what we see in the New Testament, but we're not supposed to just get rid of that Old Testament principle of taking a full day off or taking certain time off. We have to have that. You've got to give yourself a Sabbath rest. Well, how do you know what's a Sabbath rest? Well, on six days, God created, and on the seventh, he rested. So for six days, you're working and what is working? Working is creating. It's creating things. And on the seventh, you're recreating. What does that mean? You're recreating. So for me, I don't mow lawns. That's not my job. I'm a real estate guy. I write books. I'm thinking. I'm doing podcasts. I'm training people, stuff like that. So on Sunday or Saturday, whichever day, you just pick a day. On Sunday, I can go out and mow my lawn, and that's restful for me. But I, I definitely am not going to try to write anything out and, and think through deep thoughts on a Sunday for me, okay? Because w- what defines your Sabbath rest is if it's something born out of necessity, like your job, don't do it. If it's born out of something that you want to, like a desire, like, like for me, jumping out on a lawn, David's got this really sweet lawnmower, go sit on that sucker, and mow your lawn. Like, that's restful for me. But now if I'm a landscaper, then on Sunday, I'm not going to mow the lawn. That's the last thing I want to do. I'm going to read a book. 
right? So you see, it's so how are you going to get out of this? How are we going to deal with this and, and increase our margin? There's a lot of other practical tips I'd like to give on this, but not for this particular podcast. We're specifically talking about when it comes to dealing with anxiety because of a lack of margin, what are we going to do? Gratitude, pace, and rest. Get your GPR right. And when you do, you're going to be able to build something of value that's not going to cost you your family. Yeah. So margin is the difference. It's the space between your load and your limits. Analyze your load, analyze your limits. And let's apply this so that we can have the margin that God wants us to have so we can be at full power. That's what we want. Full power. If you're going to be an expert owner, you're going to advance the kingdom in the marketplace. You need full power. So. In the meantime, we'll see you next week. I say in the meantime. We'll see you next week. In the meantime, rate and review us. Subscribe to this podcast. Send it out to your friends. Hopefully, this has been a blessing to you. All right, Jason, own it or loan it. What are you? Own it or loan it. Man, you were supposed to have had this. Oh, I I got it. Like right now. Jordans with pink laces. No, you already did Jordans one time. Yeah, but I didn't do the pink lace thing. No, loan it. Why? Are you trying to make a statement? Depends if you're over 40. If you're over 40... I'd say loan it. Yeah, but I think it could look good. Depends on if you've got, you know, the right accessorizing. Yeah, but 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 adults do not need to be acting like kids. You know what we call those people? Losers. Tryhards. Tryhards. Don't try so hard, dude. Just be yourself. Wear a pair of Allbreds and be comfortable. You know that's what you want to wear. No, man, my Jordans are epic. No, not with pink laces. If you ever see my Jordans. You're, you're going to love them. Real Listen. quick, before we go, let me just say this. Thank you to our podcast sponsor, Christian Healthcare Ministries. I know you guys hear us talk about it a lot, but listen, CHM, they're legit. David and I could not run our businesses without them. And when we consult entrepreneurs, one of the key things that entrepreneurs are concerned about, especially when they're wannapreneurs and they had a job and they now moved into solopreneur where they've got their own business, they're like, what do I do for insurance? You know, my boss used to pay for it. We're like, go to Christian Healthcare Ministries because they, they redefine, that they're redefining health insurance. That's exactly right. Several hundred thousand people across the country. It's been amazing. Expertownership.com slash CHM. Expertownership.com slash CHM. We also, if when you go to expertownership.com, you'll see that we have a two-day experience, June 21, 22, here in Charlotte. Jason and I are hosting it with our master coach, Eric Beck. We're going to be talking all things business, how to own a business without it owning you, how you can actually get some margin in your life, work-life balance. We're going to be talking about health. We're going to be talking about money management, transitioning from active income to passive income. We have a health and wellness coach that's going to be there as well. It's going to be absolutely epic. It's going to be in an amazing location at a mansion with a resort feel right here in charlotte june 21 22 go to expertownership.com we will see you next week hopefully we'll see you at one of our experience events especially june 21 22 and until then impact over income if you can have both that's amazing just make sure you get the order right god bless you see you next week i've been really really feeling it, feeling it. gotta bust a move watch out let me